0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, June 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. Pesticides targeted for ozone harm. Department of Justice pressed on Proposition 12. California still dry. And Washington farm workers get new protections. Advocates decry pesticides in ozone plan. The San Joaquin Valley Air District presented a new ozone plant at a workshop this week and immediately faced criticism from environmental justice and anti-pesticide groups. According to the Western Agricultural Processors Association, all but one public commenter called for the district to enact comprehensive pesticide regulations. The lone dissenter was WAPA CEO Roger Isom. He pointed out that slashing ozone-depleting emissions from pesticide applications would have little to no impact on the federal ozone goals. Officials from the Air District and the Air Resources Board agree. The Department of Pesticide Regulation already has rules for reducing emissions of volatile organic compounds which can harm ozone. One of the four active ingredients they regulate, chlorpyrifos, is banned in California because of have shot up for products containing the other ingredients, according to WAPA. ISOM expects to continually run up against environmental groups with any other new air quality plans that come up. California senators press Department of Justice to endorse Proposition 12. Senators Dianne Feinstein and Alex Padilla, along with Cory Booker of New Jersey and Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, are calling on Solicitor General Elizabeth Preleger to support Proposition 12 before the U.S. Supreme Court. In a letter posted yesterday to Preliger, The Senators argue that halting California's animal welfare law would allow large corporations to evade other state laws that prevent wildlife trafficking, labor abuses, and black markets for stolen property. They made a similar argument to Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack in April. States should not be stripped of their authority to mitigate the harm that inhumane farm animal confinement poses to animals, people, and the environment reads the April letter. Spotty drought relief outside of the west. Heavy precipitation over portions of the plains and the northwest provided some relief to the ongoing drought. But the Texas panhandle and much of the west remained very dry, according to the latest U.S. Drought Monitor. Central Kansas was one of the regions to see the most movement. About 33% of the state is now classified in severe to exceptional drought. More than 44% of the state was rated that way last week. Take note, California has seen no improvement at all. Nearly 98% of the state remains in severe to exceptional drought. The same share as last week, and at this time last year, 95% of the state was in that condition. By the numbers, 63%. That's the average cost share the federal government will pay for crop insurance premiums from 2023 to 2032. That according to the latest cost estimates from the Congressional Budget Office. Farmers are expected to pay about $3.7 billion a year in premiums. The total federal cost of the program over 10 years it's projected at $80 billion, down $15 billion from CBO's July 21 forecast. That according to an internal analysis on the latest CBO baseline by the Senate Ag Committee's GOP staff. The reduction is due to an expected decline in insured corn and wheat acres. Washington State sets emergency heat rules. A new rule that takes an effect in Washington State on June 15 will require ag employers to, quote, encourage and allow workers to, to take paid preventative cool-down breaks as needed. Under the current and emergency regulations, when temperatures are above 89 degrees, employers must give workers access to shade and provide enough cool water for each employee to drink at least a quarter an hour. Keep in mind, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration is currently contemplating a national heat safety standard. Administration urge to narrow WOTUS. The Arizona Farm Bureau and other groups and government agencies of the Southwest are pleading for clarity from the EPA and Army Corps of Engineers on a new Waters of the U.S. definition under the Clean Water Act. Arizona Farm Bureau President Stephanie Smallhouse and others participating in the latest WARDIS regional roundtable yesterday said the agency's December proposal was overboard and said Arizona should have the lead on protecting non-navigable waters such as ephemeral and intermittent streams. Smallhouse said the input the agencies are getting at the roundtable should be seriously considered in a meaningful way. When that rule is implemented, an EPA official emphasized that the comment period is closed on the latest proposal. Another ag voice. We can't continue to operate farms and ranches. We're constantly having to try to get permits and whatnot for what we do. That's Carlisle Courier, a rancher in western Colorado representing Colorado Ag Water Alliance, which includes most of the state's big farm groups as a part of yesterday's roundtable. Well, here's today's She Said It. If we want to make these markets flourish, there can be no room for greenwashing or double counting of credits. In other words, there should be no room for fraud. That's Bella Rosenberg, Senior Counsel and Head of Regulatory and Legal Practice Group for the International Swaps and Derivatives Association on Voluntary Carbon Markets. Well, that is Daybreak West for this Friday, June 3rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Downey.